0: here, and uh, my name's Ed Hiers, one of the pastors here at Shiloh, and we are starting our Easter series today entitled, From Death to Life. So we're going to be looking over the next several weeks at the number of key areas where some are, or possibly will be, struggling, and to see how God can take situations that seem almost impossible and bring life into that situation, taking them from death to life. We're going to be discussing some areas I think that can affect a lot of us. We'll be talking about finances, health, going from fear to faith, victory over addiction of any kind, and we're going to have a real-life testimony every Sunday to go with the message, so making it more real. And so can you guess our topic for today no, don't guess. In fact, let me give you a clue. How about a hint? How do I normally give my hints? Songs. All right, hit it rock.
1: You can't disparage. Ask the local gentry, and they
0: will say it's elementary. All right. So, the year 1955. How many people remember that song at all? Okay. Most old people attend the first service because almost everybody knew it. Now we got a lot of young people here, right? So, anyway. yeah, I was four at that time, so I wasn't singing along right at the moment. Uh, but that was sang by Frank Sinatra. Actually, it was uh, in a television version of Our Town by Thornton Wilder. It is the first time we see this song coming in, not that you needed to know any of that. All right, so the topic is marriage. Marriage. So, hey, there are a bunch of quotes about marriage. So let's look at a, a, just a couple. Let's look at a lighthearted one. Women marry men hoping they will change. Men marry women hoping they will not. So each is inevitably disappointed. (laughs) Can I hear an amen? All right. But on a much more serious note, I love this one. Love is an ideal thing. Marriage, the real thing. So we're going to look at marriage, but we're going to start with this idea of of a real life testimony. And we're going to look at a marriage that has been to say the least, severely tested. And what the enemy had hoped would bring death, that through faith in God, God was able to bring life. So many of you know Stephen and Holly Vordenberg, and a number of years back, they experienced something they could have never, ever foreseen in any way, shape, or form. Something that would test their marriage, something that would test their love for one another and their commitment to one another. So before we, we talk about the marriage uh, situation and impact, let's take a, a brief look at Stephen's life, how he had this to cope with um, on, in a very, very, very uh, surprised time
2: of his life.
1: This is my dad. He's pretty much one of my best friends. This is our story.
2: I have what's called uh, multiple myeloma. I'm 57 years old, and everything that has been affecting me here recently started about six years ago. It started with peripheral neuropathy, um, which started to affect my ability to use my hands and my feet. I was able to walk for a number of years, but then I started finding myself, like, not being able to balance well enough and falling and things like that. It was at that point that we realized that it was a cancer that was causing the, the peripheral
1: neuropathy. What a lot of you might be able to see is that this neuropathy began to affect my dad's daily routine, doing things such as brushing his teeth, shaving his face,
2: I'll check it off just to put the razor in my hand uh, I get it close to the edge of the sink and then I stretch my fingers. Oops. It takes a, tr- a try not when tries to. Try, so that so, right, way I can get my finger out around the razor and then I have to put the thumb on the other side.
1: My dad spends most of his days inside of his office. He is basically the brains of the family, organizing our finances. None of us can do math but him, so that is a big help. He'll usually schedule us appointments when we need him to, and he really loves to read. There are many tools we have discovered that my dad finds useful on a daily basis, which help him complete the things he needs to do. One of these being his teeth, his glasses, a magnetic adapter for his phone charger, A voice-activated software that types for him. And a utensil adapter so that he can eat on his own.
2: I used to be uh, very active. I used to uh, ride my my bike. I used to play golf. I used to go hiking and camping and things like that and kayaking and I've been an athlete my entire life so I've always been used to being able to to do things um, physically and I've lost uh, my ability to do all of that uh, I've, I've discovered over time how how closely related um, your ability to be able to do things it can be connected to your your outlook and your your emotional um, your emotional well-being, my inability to be able to to do things, um, has really caused me to wrestle with my purpose and 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 my ability to or lack of ability to uh, participate um, on a on a on a on a personal level with with people. I I, I feel a sense of loneliness sometimes and isolation. It's challenged. My relationship with the Lord—it um, really drove me to my my knees in terms of um, uh, making sure that I was right with the Lord. Uh, my desire all along has been to uh, to receive physical healing. You know that well, maybe over time I might receive full healing at some point, and that's what that's what I pray for, and I have many other people praying for me in the same regard. Um, but. But if it doesn't happen, um, you know, I, it would be, it would not, it would not, uh, it would not be my desire to um, uh, to to be separated from uh, from from my relationship with him. It's
3: been hard. It's actually, it been very hard. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that all marriages go through some ups and downs and some good times and bad times. these things that is just it really affects it affects your relationships it affects every single thing I, I've often said that it's like my marriage has three people in it now it, it's like me and Stephen and cancer and um, of course cancer was, was not a welcome member of that relationship and um, it's impacted every single aspect of the way we live hard and it's humbling and it's
1: long. And, um... One time when my dad was praying, he heard God say, I have walked with you through this. I will walk you out of it too.
0: You know, there's a a longer version of that video. And I've seen it a number of times, and I still can't get through them (laughs) without being emotional. Um... You know, it's amazing to me as I watch that how God has strengthened Stephen to be able to keep on going. And and it's a blessing for me to see how Stephen has trusted God and has refused to give up in the midst of that. But you see, like many times how the enemy uses things, it it wouldn't be just a physical battle. It would become a, a great challenge to their marriage, a marriage that was very strong and solid as they entered into this uh, time of their lives. Stephen and Holly would go on to face things that for many people would be insurmountable. Um, So let's take a a little bit of a look now specifically at the impact uh, this has had on them uh, over these years uh, as it pertains to their marriage.
2: Good morning Shiloh, Uh, my name is uh, Stephen Vordenberg. Um, You just saw me in the the video. Uh, This is my wife, um, Holly. And um, Ed has asked us to, uh, to share a few words about um, how we've uh, you know, suffered through and, and dealt with um, aspects of this, uh, this health crisis that we've been dealing with for about the last last seven years. And I think Holly's gonna start with, uh, with a um, kind of a, well, an inter- I, interesting I just, story. What
3: I was thinking about is we've been married for 31 years and I was thinking about our wedding day and um, I memorized my wedding vows. I don't recommend that but anyway I thought I knew them front and back like I was so ready for those wedding vows and um a little tiny fly flew around my face and poof they like disappeared from my head and it was it was terrible (laughs) and afterwards in the receiving line one of my very best friends said to me honey don't you worry about it even if you didn't say those wedding vows you are gonna live them and I that's just a funny story because that was actually a prophecy for me in my life and um you know better or worse check Richer <laughs> or poor check um you know health what is it sickness
2: and sickness sickness an and health yes. check <laughs> we've got
3: that one too um so i i just feel like um that's a pretty big part of of our testimony is um is how really challenging this has been on our marriage and on our relationship and going through some pretty serious illnesses
2: yeah you know you have to know that, that um Holly and i both um have careers and and um we both were on a you know um uh, we were both relatively healthy um and our our roles and responsibilities were fairly defined fairly well defined and um, you know, but, but then all of a sudden, you know, this, this health crisis came along and we were, like a train wreck. it was like a train wreck. <laughs> and, and so then our emotions, you know, kind of got mixed into the physical, the physical act- activities that we were being asked to do at that time. And, and the, the, the lines about, you know, between dependency and independency became blurred. And, um, and, uh, you know, we, 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 hit, we just, we weren't, we didn't get along well. We just didn't quite know what we were doing. And. I think, um, as Holly said, it was it was really a very lonely time for her, and of course it was it was lonely for me as well because I was kind of lost and in um you know in in the the struggle the hardship and and holly was was lost in in the in the caretaking. and
3: it's so interesting because i think part of what you you struggle with is the fact that you really would rather do these things by yourself yeah, right. and i would really rather you did those things by yourself mm-hmm. and so there's like this just this real like push and pull and or you're mm-hmm. wanting to be independent and you trying to like get us out the door it's just like it's amazing how hard that is to navigate honestly and um our expectations or you know just taking it out on somebody because you're frustrated and i feel like that's just been a very hard thing for our marriage
2: there was a um we we just i i decided Mm -hmm. i guess it was more my idea than hers but it was about a year after we hit our low point and I was I was you know gung ho to try to pull off this vacation that, that I you know had had always kind of had dreamed about kind of talked about for a while I was I was sure that, that you know I wasn't going to let this this uh, disability kind of get in the way of us being able to do some things and so I planned a trip to Quebec City up in Canada and for a long weekend about a three day weekend and which which sounds really nice and, and uh, but I think realist- but if you if
3: you know anything about Quebec City it's an well, ancient city. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, it's an ancient city, that's very hilly, and most of the streets are cobblestone. Now, how is that going to go over well in a wheelchair?
2: But it's- <laughs>
3: it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, could <can> do that. <laughs> so we, so so we went and and. Of course, it's a beautiful city, and you know there was there were some beautiful things to see. So maybe that was the upside, the only upside of the trip. Oh, but yeah. um, just so navigating hard. the city became a real struggle for us. And um, I, I way underestimated and, I, and and I and I overexpected you know what Howard was going to do. And of course, she did push me around as much as as you know as I asked her to, and, and then some. But um, it, it was it's a very bumpy city in the end, you know. So. Um, it was again. It was part of the learning curve and, and kind of figuring out how to how to mm-hmm. h- how to you know estimate you know our, the, our our ability to do things. A victory story that um, really what just happened this past year in 2020. So a couple of years a couple of years later, so a few learnings you know in between you know that Quebec t- City trip. Um, we we planned a, a, a day an outing just to go to Parc Lake and take our kayak with us and go kayaking for the day, and um, and. So again, I, I did most of the planning for that, and um, part of the part of the issue is that it's a pretty heavy kayak, and so it's not something that Holly can manage on her own. So, um, so I, I, I did get a neighbor friend to come over and help us get into the back of the truck, and I did call ahead to the park, and I and I asked the people at the boat launch if they would give us a hand with the kayak once we got there, and could we launch it from the boat launch? You know, despite the fact that we weren't renting and so on, and so we we got there, and you know, by the grace of God, they were there, and. people are nice people People are are kind and they
3: helped us get the the boat in the water and then steven's got these really crazy gloves that help him you know wrap his fingers around the the paddle and so it was a great day and you know i think that that's part of what i need to learn is you gotta still get out and do stuff even though it's may feel impossible Mm -hmm. you know it's God All things are possible with God, and so we've, we've, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. We had an oncologist in Boston, and one of the times we went to see him, he, he said to us, "You know, when you're going through something really hard, sometimes you f- you're in the middle of it, and you can't see anything except for where you are." And he said, "One of the most important things is that you have to look back and see how far you've come. And he's like, look at you. I saw you six months ago. You are, you are stronger. You are standing. You are able to do all these. He like listed all these things. And I'm just like tears are just rolling down my face. I'm like, you're right. You're right. And, you know, I think Stephen and I have had a few doozy fights just this week. But for Ed to come and ask us and say, would you give a testimony? It's like another stake in the ground for us to say, this is where we were. Look where God has brought us through. Like, He's so faithful. He's so faithful.
2: As we as we look forward, I I I kind of I ask myself, you know, this question: like, what, what do we what do we what do we want our our impact or our legacy to be, you know, ultimately? And and I hope that people see in us, you know, the the, the qualities of perseverance that you know we're we're people who have stood steadfast in 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 the, in the midst or in the throes of hardship i, I hope people see that and I, and I and i think that people you know people do we've um you know i i i hope that you know we continue to to look for and find find balance in the realities of of what we're able to do you know that we continue to learn and rethink you know how we go about doing things so that we can accomplish some things that we that we want to do um i hope people look at holly and i and say um, they really they really love each other, you know, and they're 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 pretty good. They're a pretty good team you know, they, they actually have 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 developed some decent teamwork um, and uh, look at how they you know, kind of physically, you know, help each other through circumstances um, I, I hope that they they see that um, we're we've we're becoming more and more patient with one another because it because it does take a tremendous amount of patience
3: Stephen, I have loved you from pretty much the moment i saw you in a disco in 1983 i have always believed that you were my soul mate and i love you and i believe god is for us in our marriage
2: well thank you <laughs> um holly i i i love and adore you and um i i appreciate you so much and i know that i don't probably say it enough but uh i i I would appreciate who you are as a person, your character. Um, you know who you are at the core of, of your being, and uh, thank you for being, you know, my soulmate. Thank you for being there for me um, in the in the in the good and the bad. And uh, I I believe in us too, and um, I, I believe there's a power in Christ that we haven't even tapped into yet for for our marriage and for our kids, and um, and I, I'm trusting in that as we go forward. So. Thank you. So, Shiloh, thank you so much for, for listening and for, you know, taking a few minutes to hear a little snapshot of our lives. And, and thank you so much for all of, all of your love and support um, in so many ways. And um, we've, you guys have just, have just really been the church for us and, and have supported us in so many ways. So I uh, can't, can't say enough about that, and thank you.
0: Amen, huh? Wow. Well, first and foremost, Holly and Stephen, I know you're out there uh, watching. Thank you for being willing to share that, uh, that much personal and intimate uh, uh, details with us because it gives us the hope that we need. Um, you know, I love testimonies like that, because here's what I love about them. The testimony isn't, I had this attack, I trusted God, everything's perfect, and now, you know, whoopee do see me. Those are great. I love those. That's good testimonies. But I really love the ones where we really struggled, we have to lean on God every day. It's... Seven years later, we'll still, we're still needing to trust God every day, every week, every month. Because when difficulties, really severe difficulties, come into a life, in this case, a marriage, it normally takes long-term commitment. It's not a claim it name you know name it claim it type thing. It takes effort and time, and that's what we saw there. I have done marriage counseling. Uh, probably now for almost 45 years, uh, when I first started as an elder and then became a pastor, I have seen so many times when situations might much less than this have caused marriages to fail. And the, the beauty of this testimony is that with all that has gone on in their lives, they stay committed to one another. We're going to develop that a little more in the message. You know, when a man and woman get married, first of all, average age of people getting married in their 20s, Okay so at 20 something years old they stand up in front of a group of people and they make these vows you know that they're going to be faithful for their entire lives in good and bad and sickness and health you know 20 somethings that sometimes can't make a vow today that they can keep tomorrow let alone for the rest of their life until death do us part you know it can be tricky it can be tricky getting from that day through the days the weeks the months the years until death do you part. But when your marriage is struggling, and there's a lot of marriages that struggle, when it seems to be heading more in the death direction than in the life direction, it's critical to remember this when it comes to marriage. God cares a lot about marriage. He cares about it because it is sacred to him. And he will be with you, do whatever it takes during hard times. We're gonna take a look at scripture so we can put some, some truth around that fact about how God views marriage. You know, we have these scriptures that give you and I hope. Hope in, in the same God who created the entire universe. I was out on my, my deck last uh, evening, looking up in, in the skies, it was very black, and the stars were like, and I see God in those times so clearly. But that same God that did that is the same God that says he will fight for your marriage. And that gives us hope. You know, we live in a time where this sacred institution of marriage is under attack like it has never been before. And and it's important for us to know that marriage is God's design. He loves marriage and Let's go back at the very beginning, the very, very beginning of this concept of marriage. And it actually is at the very beginning of humankind, at the very start of God's creation of people. Genesis one twenty seven says this, God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them, male and female. God created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fertile and multiply, fill the earth and master it. We see the significance of marriage right from the very beginning. Now fast forward to the New Testament. And, and here we see even it what I consider to be even an increased understanding of God's love for marriage, because here we see in Revelation where it says that the love that Christ had for us, his creation, is evidenced in the concept of Of marriage, here's what uh, Revelation 19.7 says, Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. See, God's choice to love us on the most intimate of levels is mirrored here in the marriage union. It is mirrored in the fact that as spouses, we are called to a very intimate love and a a commitment in a selfless manner to each other. See, the Bible also shows us how we can build a marriage that is aligned. There's a number of scriptures in all these areas. We're going to take a look at just a few. But this one talks about how can we build a marriage that is aligned with God's divine purpose. Ephesians 5 says this, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body and, but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Again, clear indications of the sacredness of this uh, union we call marriage. Then we, we look at back, back up a bit in uh, Ephesians, back to chapter 4, and we see a great set of instructions and encouragements that can help us maintain a successful ongoing marriage. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So, we see these, these calls. They're high calls. Now, I'm going to tell you, let me, you know, be honest. No, I'm always honest. Let me be straightforward with you for a moment. May, You know, maybe this doesn't apply to your marriage, but in my marriage, this doesn't always happen, okay? I'm just going to tell you right now. So, see, in any particular moment, I may not overly like my wife, and as hard as this is to believe, there are times she may not like me. So, I thought I would take a risk today. So, sweetheart this is your big chance. So, for the benefit of all those here today, could you give them one thing that aggravates you, that causes you not to like me? Only one? This is what I put up with. All right, so yes, can you just pick one?
3: Okay, um, you have this interesting habit Of embellishing your sneezes. When you sneeze, you make it into a seven-syllable expression. And then, not only
0: do you... Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Now, in fairness, my son is back there, my daughter-in-law, my two grand... Um, I love to sneeze. So if I'm going to sneeze, why not make it, you know, like something... Yes. You know, I go through all these little different things. But here's the difference. The difference is that I sneeze usually 10 to 12 times at a time. Usually by the eighth one, I hear, I'm coming in there and I'm going to kill you if you do that one more time. Okay, so that does does aggravate her, I have to admit. Uh, so that's true. Uh, now, for me, and my, uh, my side, what can aggravate me is I am a time-conscious individual. I like things. I like to kind of have a sense of urgency, get things done, let's move on. And my wife doesn't always have that same sense of urgency. And that will sometimes cause me to become frustrated. But here's the importance of all of this, uh, this discussion. You see, no matter what happens that aggravates Barb about me or her about, for, for me, there's one thing that never changes. We still love each other, always in the worst of those times. And I feel that's what you can look at a, a Holly and a Stephen at an extreme level and see that too. And, and see, the fact of the matter is, the point of the exercise that we just went through is that liking someone, it's an emotion, it's a feeling Love is a decision and an action. You know, we quote this many times, but for God so loved the world that he gave. Yes, he didn't just love the whole world and look down and get gushy and squishy and and say how much he loved his creation. No, he gave his very best. He gave his only son. All healthy relationships, all healthy ones, take good decisions and good actions deliberate. Decisions and deliberate actions to maintain their healthiness. They don't take emotions and feelings, those come and go. See, Stephen and Holly have made some amazing, important decisions and actions to show their love for one another. And they have to continue doing it day in and day out. I'm always interested when I go through things, I always feel like God get me out of this. But, but the word says over and over in a number of different ways, what? Put on the whole armor of God, you know, so that we can stand. It, it talks about taking up your cross daily and following me. You know, it says resist the enemy. There's scripture after scripture after scripture that says in this world, you are going to find times of struggle. And for most people, times of great struggle. You know, I love, I love Nicky Gumbel. He uh, does a Bible in a year plan that, that I have done. I thank goodness for Pastor Greg. He got me reading the Bible through every year, many years ago. I've done it every year since. And I, I love this one by Nikki Gumbel. And here's one of his uh, devotionals uh, that I took this from. It says, "...the human heart weighs less than a pound. It beats 100,000 times a day and over 2.5 billion times in the average lifetime." But here's even a more interesting point. Your system of blood vessels, which is your arteries, your veins, your capillaries, is over 60,000 miles long. Can you imagine? I think I have a few more miles because I'm tall. But 60,000 miles long. That's enough to go around the entire world twice. Come on, that You know, can someone say, wow... Someone? Okay, thank you. All right, good, good, good. Um, so, Jesus spoke a great deal about the heart, but but the heart he referred to, it was a metaphor for our inner life. It was this word means the physical, the the spiritual, the material, the mental life that we have—not material, mental life that we have. So, if God made your human heart so complex, so important. Can we even begin to imagine what the spiritual heart must look like, be like? And and can we believe that with God's help, that that spiritual heart inside of you, that God can help you take that bad marriage and, and bring it into a good, even an excellent marriage? See, I believe with all my being that he can. He did it in our life. And I watch a Stephen and a Holly, and I realize, oh, Lord, all things are possible with you. So let me, here's um, kind of a, not a disclaimer, but something I'd like to add. There are people in here today that you have had a marriage that has failed. No judgment on my part at all in that. God loves you. God will cover you with his grace and his mercy. Some of you are going through a really tough marriage right now. And there are situations that maybe there's abuse, maybe there's addiction, maybe there's this, there's that, the other. And, and maybe you've tried and maybe you've poured your heart out. Look, I, there's no judgment on my part at all. Every situation stands on its own in the, in the face of God. And, and boy, oh boy, I've cried with people. I've cried with people over and over in this area. So just be sure if you're listening in today, no judgment here. There's no judgment at all. But I, I want to encourage you though, that there's a powerful God that loves, that loves, that loves marriage. And, and in all circumstances, we are to call out to him in these times when we struggle in these unions. You know, I, I say something at my wedding ceremony. Uh, I have a line that I, that I say in, in all the marriages I perform in it. It's this, never take each other for granted, for that which we take for granted many times will disappear and it's so important that we realize, it's, it's important that we realize God's heart for marriage. It's not just a, a good thing. It's something that he cares intimately about. And, and can I encourage you, you know, as I uh, prepare to turn 70 in a couple of weeks, I will tell you this. Man, I don't know that, I guess you're not supposed to regret anything, but I regret the issues that I have argued with my wife over or taken to the mat with her over the decades. Oh, if I could take those back. I can't, but I can make sure I don't do that today. But oh my, if we, if you in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s can realize this is such an amazing opportunity to be married to someone you love. that just wasting time with fights and arguments and disagreements and disunities Oh my, it is, you will reach a point where that will, like me, seem like that was not a good use of your time and effort. So I want to pray today. I want to pray for those that are in a marital situation where it seems to be on the death side more than the life side. I want to pray for you that God not only wants to, he will work with you to change that part of your life. And I also want to pray for those that have really good marriages or anywhere in between because, you know, I need to invest in my marriage. I need to continue to not take my marriage for granted, but to invest my time, my energy, and effort in pleasing my spouse more than worrying about pleasing myself. But so do you. I don't care how good your marriage is. We need to, as Christians, realize the enemy hates marriage. It is the fundamental building block beyond our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The marriage, the family unit is one of the, the core elements of building the kingdom of God. Now, if you're single, Paul was really clear. That's a great thing. So you don't have to be married. But marriages and families are what stabilize in so many ways the, the flourishing of God's kingdom. And if I'm the enemy, where am I going to go after? I'm going to go after marriages. So we're going to pray today. I'm going to pray for you. No matter where you are in this spectrum of marital bliss, you know, I want to pray that all of us will stop for a moment, consider God's view on marriage, consider his amazing help that he's offered us, and let's trust God that that we, especially here in Shiloh, can see marriage elevated to the importance that God would have it elevated. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the Stephen and the Hollies, Lord. An example of, in my mind, one of the toughest Situations I have dealt with. But Lord, they have made a decision to get away from their feelings and their emotions and make decisions day in and day out to trust you, Lord, for their marriage. Lord, I pray for those that are struggling like they are. I pray, Lord, that you would bring health, wholeness, and healing to those that are really going through it right now. And Father, I pray for those marriages that are not going through that, that that we would not take it for granted, that we are blessed to have a good marriage and that we will try daily to invest in our marriage and our spouses. And Lord, trust you to continue to use us and to bless our marriages. Oh, Father, I thank you that you have given us your word and shown us your direction Lord, I I agree with my brothers and sisters that we pray for Holly and Stephen to to go on to such even greater heights and impact which they have and have had and will have. So Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. And uh, Father, we say that you are true. Every man a liar, but your truth is truth. We thank you for that and praise you for it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you all for being with us here and for joining us online. Have a wonderful Sunday and we will see you all again next Sunday. Remember, kids, next Sunday, Children's Church, woohoo is right.